Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, it's Andy Poland, the guy I once derisively called Good Enough Andy. A man who knows more Redskins history than anybody. Somebody who loved Chinese food, Tiger Woods, and 60 Minutes on Sundays. And a guy who taught me the word Meshuggana. Your bonus, uncensored, 35-minute edition of the Zabecast is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. It is a waiting all day for Sunday night, kind of a Sunday night podcast for yours truly, waiting for the Packers and the Eagles. Andy, though, is just drying out his socks after having been at the Commanders-Falcons game this weekend. Andy, what got into you, buddy? Well, you know, let's let's not exaggerate here. Uh, there's no socks to be dried out. We were in a suite. So. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, my friend. Opulence, yeah. you has it. Yeah, see, my, my nephew is an assistant trainer with the Falcons. So, oh, really? Yeah, so uh, my brother-in-law wanted to go. My sister actually wanted to go, but she got COVID, so she didn't go. But uh, we wound up. This is one of those weekends, and you're familiar with this, where the way the suites are used, they're to schmooze clients. Well, the clients are all you know tied up in Thanksgiving weekend activities, so there were lots of tickets available. So I was able to take the whole mishpucha. I mean, I even took my granddaughter to this. The mishpucha. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we were nice and dry, and uh, we saw what was a – Pretty good football game, and I gotta say this, you know, with all here that we, we said, here we go, people. Wait, wait, with all that we said about the crowd in the rain, they had it looked like about forty thousand people there, which for that team is pretty good. <laughs> what and, you want a cookie? Forty thousand is well, twenty five shy of capacity of one of the lowest stadium totals in the league. I understand that, but we're talking about the Commanders playing the Atlanta Falcons, so the expectations are lowered. And when Kendall Fuller made that interception in the end zone, it was I got to say it was loud. It was loud. Yeah, loud compared to empty. Not 70,000 loud, not 92,000 loud, which it was at its peak in the early aughts when optimism had run its highest and Danny had not been through chapter and verse of fuck-ups left and right. Uh, I, look, I, I know, look, it, it's not Lambeau Field. I, I get it. But but the expectations are so low with this team that I actually heard a roar at the end of the game, which made me say, hmm, it almost feels like a real football stadium. Well, good. So you're feeling it and the team. I mean, this is going to be a week of absolute unfettered optimism on radio in D.C. Now having won six of the last seven. 
and yep. at seven and five, poised to get in the fight for a wild card in the NFC. They're a, they're a dangerous team right now. Um, no, they're, they're not. They gave up a lot of yards today. No, they're not dangerous. They, they've got a well, good. They've got a goodish record. Yeah, they've gotten they so lucky against six. some scabroons. Like it started with the Bear game, in which Carson Wentz was playing with a broken thumb, right? Broken and they had the, finger, the Bears yeah. broken finger. The Bears had the game wrapped up, and then they fumble a punt in the yeah. last three minutes of the game, giving the Commanders an easy touchdown to win that game. And they have been skating by on narrow, skeevy wins ever since. They have, yeah, but you know, in this league up here, up here, you know, finding a way to win is is a big part of it. I and know. they're they're making the plays at the end of games. Yeah, I mean, they've got a. They've got a quarterback who who is, you know, should be playing out in the sandlot, you know, in the fraternity league. I understand that. But but just something, you know, and they do have some a- a- excellent players. Terry McLaurin is a star wide receiver. Jonathan Allen. Yeah, he's a star wide receiver pro. who does not have star numbers because they've got nobody to throw it to him consistently. Right, right. And and they, you know, and the and the running game, you know, was was pretty effective today too. So No, Brian know, Robinson I, had over a hundred yards. That was impressive. Yeah. Look, yeah. Uh, I'm happy for those commander fans that are into it. They've got a team to root for that you can feel good about. Uh they have a season now that is very much in the mix. And yes, you can go ahead and dunk on me, going, Are you coming back, Zabe? How are your Packers doing? They're about to get rolled tonight by the Eagles, blah blah blah. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I'm not. Me- I'm listen. I'm happy for you guys, but I'm also being truthful. All right, twelve seven over the Bears with a fumbled punt late. That was a gift. Twenty three twenty one over the Packers, in which Terry Mc- Heineke just said yeet, and McLaurin went up and grabbed it at the end. An incredible win. Same thing in the Colts game the next week. They beat Sam Ellinger by a point. Mm-hmm. They did have Minnesota dead to rights, and they coughed that one up. They beat Philly soundly. I'll give them that. Uh, they beat a shit Houston team soundly. I'll give them that. And they played mistake-free football in beating the Falcons and got lucky at the end as they had the dagger over their head, first and goal at the two, and mm-hmm. the Falcons couldn't get it in for the game-winning touchdown. That's what it takes in this league. you got to win all these coin flips. you got to win three out of five coin flips en route to a winning record. Yeah, yeah. I, look, but, but a month and a half ago, the stadium, for whoever was there, and and mostly it was for the other team. The ones who were there for the Commanders were holding up signs, "Sell the team." Not that anybody doesn't want Snyder not to sell the team at this right. point, right. but that was the overwhelming feel. And today, I got a feel of, "Hey, okay, it's it's like real football. The fans are at home and they're rooting for the home team to win. How about yeah. that?" Yeah, they'll win two more games of the next five and finish with nine wins, and then we'll see if nine and eight is good enough at New York. Yeah and then a bye, then home against New York. They'll split that. At San Francisco is a loss. Home against Cleveland is a win, and then they lose against Dallas. Yeah, maybe. Oh, unless Dallas, you know, I don't oh, know. Oh, that'd be 10. I'm sorry, that'd be 10 wins, actually. Yeah. yeah that'd and I, and that'd be knows? two losses. They'd be 10 and 7 if that's the case. Who knows what Dallas is playing for at that point? I mean, it's possible that home field advantage. Yeah, they might they might need to win that game, but you know, compared to where they were at one and four, this was a dumpster fire. It doesn't seem to be a dumpster fire anymore. The ownership is is still that, right. but the on the field product is actually a competitive football team. The team is the same. It's I know, just they the- have been on the winning end after sixty episodic minutes 
on a streak of games. You ever flipped yeah. a coin? Flip it a bunch what? of times and then flip it 200 times. And then when you go six, seven in a row heads, go, oh my God, I figured out how to cheat a coin toss. No, this but is going to happen. Most games, as Vince Lombardi used to say, most games are decided are on four. No. no, are decided on four or five plays. I know. And since we don't know what those plays are, we're going to play all of them hard. I know. <laughs> I See, know. I gave you a Packer reference there, and it's I, historical. You should appreciate that. I, I appreciate it. And yes. And by the way, I need to mop up. Uh, several commenters said, "How could you not know that the Badgers?" One back to back Rose Bowls and like four or five total. I, listen, I, I kind of knew it, but I was hesitant and I and I and I stepped into a dog shit pile there. By the way, the uh, Badgers today shocking, shocking their fan yeah. base by passing on the feel good hometown kid, the overachieving uh, Jim Leonard, who was the heir apparent. Everyone said he'll get the job, he'll get the job, he'll get the job. Oh shit, Luke Fickle, he did not get the job. Any thoughts on this from afar? You do have a daughter who went to Wisconsin. Yeah, well, I, I think if you can get Luke Fickle, you can get him because the, the prevailing attitude, even though Ohio State has lost exactly one game and could still be in the playoffs, that uh, Ryan Day is on the hot seat and Fickle was going to be the guy if they got rid of him. And really? Ryan yeah, Day is on the hot seat? Yeah. That you lose to Michigan <laughs> two years in a row? That's That's <laughs> – that's the, that's the way it works, and and and, and there are there are people who are talking about Urban Meyer warming up in the bullpen again. So wow, I mean Luke yeah. Fickle is an under fifty year old coach who just yeah. was in the playoff uh-huh. with an overachieving punch above their weight team in Cincinnati. Sure, they didn't play anybody last year except for Notre Dame, and they beat them. But still, he produced a first rounder in Sauce Gardner. He produced a what second round quarterback pick by the Falcons in who was on the bench today, uh, Desmond mm-hmm. Ritter. I think he was second round, something like that, third round guy. Mm-hmm. So he's getting he was getting talent to Cincinnati, and even though they say Wisconsin doesn't have the money, doesn't have the nil program, uh, has a culture that's a bit insular, and we want to hire our own, sort of like North Carolina basketball was through for a long time. Um, he said, "I'll take that job." He looks at that job like, "Oh." There's a lot of headroom for Wisconsin football. Let me get in there and do my thing. I think it's a great hire. Oh, it's a, it's an incredible hire. And and all credit, whatever Barry Alvarez had to do with this or whoever. Oh, Barry, behind the scenes. Barry still pulls a lot of strings, to be yeah. sure. And that, that yeah. rubs the tweed jackets wrong at the university because they don't like not having more control over the hiring process. Yeah, but I, I think that this is, this is a, a great – I mean, Luke Fickle – it was going to be Ohio State or bust, I thought. You know, he, he wasn't leaving Cincinnati for just anything. And right. Wisconsin is a little bit less of a pressure cooker because you don't have that Michigan game every year. There, you True. know, you, 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 that, and that's the whole ball game there. You lose, you lose two in a row to Michigan, doesn't matter what you've done, uh, unless you, you know, mixed in a national title there and he hasn't done that yet. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a big deal. So we're down to it in college football. First of all, let's talk about that Michigan-Ohio State game. Wow. I love, Andy, love, love, love that it sits squarely at high noon So do I. on you the second-to-last <laughs> Saturday. I love it not so much because I couldn't tolerate it at 3 or 3.30. I could. I could even stand to watch it at 7 on a Saturday because, you know, it's Sunday the next day you can sleep in. But I love the fact that it doesn't bow to TV pressure. They say, nope, 
We're playing at noon like we always have. You can broadcast it at noon or you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's right. You know? Well, the uh, the also well, it ties in with their their show. You know, they the, I know big noon show, Saturday. They, right? They, they want that, and and also this has become a bigger deal in college football over the years. This is why the Pac-12 was talking about playing games at nine o'clock in the morning uh, right. because <laughs> be, yeah because insane. they want their they want their highlights broadcast through the rest of the day. So oh, you know, oh, that's interesting. Through the rest of the day before the NFL washes in and yeah. takes over the news cycle very quickly on Sunday. Right, right. That's the Pac-12 was seriously considering this in the last couple of years, and they may, who knows, they may still do it because they they want those those highlights out there in the you know three o'clock window for the three thirty game and all that. That's that's a big big part of what they're trying to get across. Yeah. All right. So let's talk playoff here. I said on Twitter that of course Alabama, even with two losses, should be in the conversation. Because they're fucking Alabama, for God's sakes. And they lost two games by a total of, what, four points? Mm -hmm. Last play on both of them, I think. Yeah, Yeah. and they get everybody's Godzilla shot every Mm -hmm. week and have done so for years. They have what I call institutional strength of program. And a coach who has been there that, I'm sorry, TCU, I would bet on Alabama a hundred out of a hundred times against you guys straight up in the playoff. Now, TCU has had a good season. They've beaten a lot of teams that are ranked, but they've struggled at times where you go, ah, are they really that good? And they haven't won yet. They've got to beat K State in their conference title game, which is not a layup. Yeah. No, they're they're Cincinnati. And and in a in a playoff situation, who would you rather see? TCU against Georgia or Georgia against Alabama? Exactly. Georgia against Alabama. I said, you know, uh, basically my lineup would be, if it was my playoff to have it, four teams, it would be Georgia, Michigan, uh, who was the third team, and then Alabama as the fourth. Would you put Ohio State in? Not Ohio State, no. Uh, No. Who was the USC? USC, USC? yeah. Yeah, USC. And and, and I know USC with the Pac-12 and everything not being as strong, but they got the fucking quarterback. They got the fucking quarterback. Like, that'd be the final four I'd like to see. No offense, TCU. But it's all a moot point because in two years we're going to 12, which you said you don't like, and then we're going to sweep up all the teams we need to sweep up. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to be good. Okay, so so for those of you, like, you know, there's somebody else texting me this weekend saying, I hate this, and I told them they should have never gone this route. I said, okay, what would be the perfect freeze the clock moment in college sports because i said to this person i go you want to go back to the ap and the upi voting after the bowl <laughs> games well no that's ridiculous and I'm, going, I'm like okay well you know there's a continuum that the let that led to the bcs and the polling yeah. and that led to this playoff and then they had the one game the one game playoff and now they've got the four and they're going to 12 at what point would you have frozen time andy in how college football would have been best uh, I think I think the four is the best. I do. I, I, so you think the because, current is the best? Yeah, because because the, the generally the semifinals stink. So I know. You want another and you don't want another week of that too. Well, because the the week before the final four is going to be wild. It's going to involve yeah. a lot of upsets, I believe. It will, but 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 look, this year it looks like there are two teams that are better than everybody else, and I more know. than likely, Michigan and uh, and Georgia are going to play for the national title. After all the Michigas that goes on in the next two weeks, probably. Who's play for the, 
who's going to play the two best teams. Yeah. And so you're go you're go basically going back to the days. And I worked at UPI, and uh, <laughs> and there would be there would be television cameras there on the morning after New Year's Day when the coaches' poll would be revealed, so that so that they would decide in the AP or the UPI who was the number one team in the country. And sometimes they agreed, sometimes they didn't. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there's a couple things I had to roll my eyes about and, you know, kids are going to be kids and I get it, but let me play old man sitting on my lawn chair, shaking my fist at the clouds. All right. Three things. Number one, Caleb Williams and his nail paint numbers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For those yeah. who don't know, Nick, uh, Caleb Williams uh, is, is Caleb Williams. I, I don't want to fuck this up now. I got to check yeah. this. It is. That's his name. Caleb yeah, he, Williams. He's the one that went from Oklahoma. He's Caleb from Williams, UC, yeah, yeah. USC. Yeah. yeah, he's from DC. Yeah. He apparently paints profane messages mm-hmm. on his fingernails for games, knowing that high resolution still photos will come out after the game where people can go, oh, look at that. He has. F U C K N D on his yeah. fingers. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. Why doesn't a why doesn't the coach go, we're not doing that? Maybe he didn't know about it. I don't know. I come on. Also he's done also, it for multiple games. I guess when you're just selling your soul for the talent, you gotta say, I'll let you do whatever you want to do. That's well, com- he, he, yeah. He, he delivered him to USC. They were a package deal. And um now he he doesn't have another. That's the thing about this this uh, transfer portals, as I understand it. Once you've done it once, you can't do it again and not sit out a year. So he does sort of have him, you know, by the neck there in, in many ways at USC. I know. But I just, he, but you know, he, I just he, hate he, that nobody can get to this kid and say, "You're so good. You have such a bright future. This ain't it. All right, kid. Sure. This ain't what it's about." This ain't the right energy for anything. It's just yeah. stop with this. This is immature and douchebaggy. So you that's want number me one. To disagree with that? I, no, I no. You'll second that one. Okay. Second one. Uh, did you see Spencer Rattler for Texas Tech reprise his Joe Burrow smoking a cigar? Oh yeah, and I tweeted that out, and and I have taken a beating on Twitter for that because uh, you said what. I said Joe Burrow did it after winning a national title. You beat a team that was out of the playoffs. And, yeah. uh, and now ding, I, I ding, ding. I know it's, it's a, he was pissed a, because Oklahoma ditched him, yeah. demoted yeah. him, benched him. And so he went to Texas Tech and beat Oklahoma in a year in which Oklahoma is dog shit. Yeah. No, he, he went to he went to South Carolina and he beat I'm Clemson. sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm all yeah. out of sorts. But it was Oklahoma that he was mad about. Uh, yeah, Texas Tech. Oklahoma. Texas yeah, Tech now, did get a big win, but yeah. I'm, okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So he he won that game, and I know it's a big crosstown rivalry, and it's the second week in a row that he beat a top ten team. Yada yada yada. But uh, first of all, it's in the visiting locker room. Aren't there rules about smoking cigars in there? I, I understand. You know, national championship. They'll wave it for Joe Burrow. It's his last game. Blah blah blah. But aren't there rules about smoking cigars in a locker room? You would think. Know. You would yeah. think, right? That'd be it. Did you see the size of the cigar the Tennessee – not Tennessee, Coach. There was one coach this weekend that had a cigar so big, <laughs> I could not believe they made cigars that big. Yeah. You, you know me with cigars. I hate them. I think they I smell disgusting. I've never smoked one in my life. I'm never going to smoke one in my life. But what I find hilarious is the 
guys who smoke cigars that strike tough poses with the cigars as if they're doing something tough. It's yeah. like a chimp can smoke a cigar. What are you posing for? It's not tough. It's not cool. You're just inhaling a burning piece of dung, if you ask me. The most incredible cigar moment I ever saw was Red Arback in our old studios oh, in yeah. Silver Spring, sitting that. sitting in the lobby smoking a cigar, and John Riggins, who happened to be in there, was almost willing to punch him out. <laughs> <laughs> it says, how could he be smoking a cigar? And I go, well, it's Red Arback. They kind of let him do what he wants to do. Well, that's not what I really like, though. but I won't do anything about it. Uh, this would be Mississippi State's head coach after oh. winning the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, uh, the game nobody watched because everybody was knee-deep in NFL? Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh yeah, this is two days ago. Yeah, it was uh, Thanksgiving. They play the Egg Bowl every Thanksgiving. Well, I want to make sure my, game. my internet's yeah. slow tonight, Andy. Yeah. Well, that's 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 what it was played. And, and the, no, the it, wasn't, it wasn't Mike Leach. Maybe he was an assistant coach. Where is this photo? Oh, there it is right there. Yeah. <laughs> I actually said it. Uh, Mississippi State's associate AD of football player personnel, Matt Dudek. Lit up a cigar so big it looks like a cartoon. Mm. Dude, you're not even a coach. Congratulations. You put a burning piece of shit in your mouth and posed all (laughs) tough. Way to go, dude. Nobody knows who you are. The third shake my fist at the clouds like an old man moment was Texas A&M fans storming the field after upsetting LSU to finish a five and seven season. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Storming and, the field. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher, if he wasn't making so much money, would be on his way out the door. I mean, come on. Yeah. Ridiculous. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts 
parts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid. Like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, let's talk soccer for a second because I know it's your favorite sport in the world aside from NFL football. Did you watch any of the U.S.'s uh, one, no, nil-nil draw? Nil-nil draw against jolly old England the other day, which has set them up for a win-in-advance situation against Iran on Tuesday. Yeah, I watched uh, a lot of it, almost all of it. Okay, talk to me. You know, I, I, yeah. Uh, you know, my my kids both played soccer. We Saturdays used to be uh, all day soccer. One would have a game in the morning, one in the afternoon. And when I was a kid, they were just starting to bring in soccer. And they said, oh, these kids, they'll grow up with the game. And this will be the game they watch. It's the most popular game in the world. They can't. The game stinks. It, 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 nobody does it. You, don't, you know, they just kick the ball around the field. They don't score. Right. I don't get it. I just don't get it. It, it. To me, I know it's the most popular sport in the world, but for me, it's not really watchable. I'll watch because it's the U.S. I'm, you know, all in on that. But it's not entertaining for me. It's every, not. Yeah, every four years, I'm reminded of why soccer will never reach any critical mass in this country. And it's mm. primarily because, A, we have other sports that fill our appetites as sports fans much better than soccer, whereas other nations do not. And secondly, the whole notion of soccer goes against the American ethos of we got to make things better. And Mm -hmm. soccer doesn't care to make things better. For example, they could make the timing better where they have a scoreboard clock operator like every other major sport in the 21st century, click it on and off to keep track of time, right? But they don't want to do that because they they think like, you know what? It's good enough. <laughs> and so soccer is that way. The other thing I was thinking about with soccer, and I know that this is the whole point of soccer, name another sport that forbids you, forbids you by the rules to use half of your body. <laughs> well, um, you can't kick a basketball into a hoop. True, right? but you use your legs to run and to jump. But yeah, but- Your arms... And your hands are utterly useless in soccer. I guess it's not half your body because you can still use your head and you can use your chest to trap the ball, which these guys do with amazing amount of accuracy. But it seems like a huge waste of an entire athlete, whereas all of our other sports incorporate the whole athlete in what they do. They run, they jump, and they use their hands. (laughs) You cover your privates on, on, those, on yes. those kicks that they have. Yes, you know? you're allowed to do that as well. I also think that the way they administer penalty kicks uh, uh, is ridiculous because if you just touch a guy who falls inside the 18-yard penalty box, mm. you're given essentially a free goal. I don't know what the success rate on PKs are, but it's like 80% or better. And so there's no way you should get an automatic goal just because a guy flops and tr- tricks the ref. Yeah. Uh, in the corner of the box. Also, soccer could at this point, at this level, have more than one referee on the field, which would make sense. It's a huge pitch, 22 guys. They can't see everything, right? Yep. But yeah. they're, they like the tradition. They, the, the way soccer works is they say, well, it's, the, it's a global sport in which other poorer countries may not have a clock. 
So they need to have a referee who has the time of the match on his watch. Or we don't, you know, other countries may not be able to afford multiple referees. But for the highest level games, you could do a lot more to make it more equitable. They don't. And they really haven't changed the rules at all for soccer in a long, long time, which some would say is a virtue. I would say, eh, every sport evolves with new rules. Take the goalie away. How about that? No, I wouldn't take the goalie away. I would do this. I would loosen the offsides so you get more action. I would want to goose up the sport so that a typical match is 3-2, not 1-0. Okay? So induce more chances, get more scoring, and I wouldn't give an automatic goal for a penalty in the box. I'd make you kick it from, say, the top of the 18-yard box. That would be fair. That would give the goalie a chance. Boy, you've you've put a lot more thought into this I than know. I have. I, I must say. <laughs> so, so if if the U.S. wins and advances to the knockout stage, will we be excited? I'll watch. You know, it, the, the one thing is they get these like, games. I'll watch <laughs> in two and a half hours. I'm, I'm happy about that. That, that is know? great. That I'll yeah. give them that. That is wonderful. And yeah. and there's no commercial interruptions, which is also great. Right, right. The, the stoppage time is always confusing. At the end, is the game over? Nope. They're adding four minutes. Why are they adding four minutes? Who knows? Somebody came up with four. They said, should we make it five? No, we'll make it four. (laughs) By the way, Messi may play for the MLS. They're working on a contract for him. One of the top two players in the world for a long time, but then I looked at his age. He's 35. So it's like when Beckham used to be one of the top players in the world, played for the LA Galaxy, I believe it is. We we get all these aged-out superstars in soccer at the bitter end of their careers. You know, some guy played for DC United, too, also very good, and uh, now he's a coach somewhere. Or okay. was the DC United coach? I don't know. All right. Soccer. All yeah. right. And then there's this, Andy. Why can't the commanders ever stop fucking up on easy, simple things? Sunday at the stadium, they had said to fans, on this, the 15th anniversary of Sean Taylor's horrible, tragic death, for which we still mourn and weep. And oh, by the way, we're selling shirts. And oh, by the way, we're doing tributes. And oh, by the way, we're doing, like, we're not milking it. We're just, we're very sorry. 15 years later that he still is dead. They unveiled what they said was going to be a new statue. It was not, in fact, a statue. It was a dime store mannequin. Yeah, it uh, it did what look like hell? something that would be in the souvenir shop. Um, what the hell? Why does anyone not stop them and go, whoa, 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 whoa? You know what a statue is, right? Right, right. But, but apparently the, the family was happy with it. So Well, and was, who knows was, what the family was paid? Well, the, what the, are they going to yeah. say? The family willingly lined up in front of a row of porta potties last year yeah. to take a goddamn but, photo. They don't care. There was a big uproar about the fact he's wearing soccer cleats, and apparently there's the that daughter, as well. The daughter said something like he liked to wear soccer cleats. So uh, you know, look, did he wear he, them in I, NFL I, I games? Have, I I don't know. I have no idea. All, all I know is <sighs> it, uh, it, you come to expect them. Doing it wrong—that's that's what they do. It's it's their move. <laughs> it's so their move. so so the fact that the family said, "Okay, you just go fine." It's in the it's in the middle of the concourse there. If you want to stop and look at it, you can. If not, it's okay. They are also, but they they also were advertising when they were going to unveil this that there is the Sean Taylor collection that's available in the gift shop too. Of course, like, there's uh, the collection. You know, it, 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 it's, to it's, me, it is nauseating the way they market this young man's tragic death. Absolutely, it, it curdles yeah. my blood 
But if you dare speak about it publicly, you're going to get buried by the Sean Taylor super fans. Yeah, I look, he, he was he was a terrific player. He was a great player, and it was a horrible tragedy the way he died. But, uh, yes, again, it's 20. The Sean it's Taylor collection. It's Come and take a photo years. in front of his Macy's mannequin yeah. with his jersey, which is not even a statue. Yeah. Well, why it's, is that playing there? I don't Sorry, know. Andy. I had, thought I had this lined up. Anyway, it just was one of those things you're like, all right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what they do. It's just like you just it's, – it's, it's just you, you put the palm of your hand in your, on your forehead and you go – and move on. Well, I give all. All right. So, are you done going to Commanders games this year? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I went. I only went because um, I wanted to get the tickets for them, and I thought it would be bad form if I gave them the tickets and didn't show up in the box. Fair enough. So I went, and it's did, uh, you know. Did you leave early? No, no. It was a game went down to the wire. How you know, was no, it getting out of the parking lot? It was lengthy. Um, well, <laughs> we had to wait. We had to wait for my daughter to feed my granddaughter, so we were not, we didn't leave right away. So, but and it was still lengthy. Right. Yeah, even though you didn't leave right away, it was still lengthy. Well, we got you know, there's a lot of traffic on the Beltway. I guess sort of it combined with the Thanksgiving traffic too. So oh, yeah, I was. But by the end of the games, between the end of the game and getting home, was about an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah. Wow, hour forty five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Andy. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, sir. We'll talk next week. Happy Thanksgiving, Zach. Yes, happy Thanksgiving, as they say. Absolutely. See ya. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.